0: quarantine you know the vibes
1: zoom yo what up y'all this your boy fat joe and you are tuned in to quarantine questions on rap tv yeah you can quarantine the body you can't quarantine my soul
0: yo what's good yo we got fat joe in the building virtually of course man look this is an honor and a privilege to be interviewing one of the hip-hop greats man like from flow joe to what's love to lean back and all the way up joey crack has been part of every era in hip-hop and has truly been a symbol of longevity in the rap game um glad we're getting to chop it up man i want to officially welcome you to quarantine questions rap tv i'm your host the goat what's good man how's it going
1: I'm good, my brother, man. I'm out here on vacation. You know, you guys, you're so uh, important to the hip-hop culture. that when they when you asked me for the requests, I said, I got to do it even though I'm on vacation. I've been stuck in the house for four months. <laughs> this is the first time I got out the house. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, I mean, you know, just, so we got a little short while shoot let's go with these questions let's get it man let's get
0: it by the way i want to say congratulations on the fat joe show man like what's your been what's been your favorite interview so far
1: oh god everyone beats the other one i'm having the ball with fat joe uh the fat joe show i swear to god i love mike tyson interview i love diddy interview i love Mm -hmm. al sharpton interview i love i had a Jalen Rose interview the other day. It was the craziest interview in the world.
0: That's like, dope, I, man. It,
1: it's just fun to me, man. It's fun to learn about people and um, people that I admire, you know, and give pretty much during quarantine, giving people uh, uh, an opportunity to learn about their favorite people and 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 have fun, man.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And then I, saw, I actually saw the one you did with Lil Wayne. And um, it seemed like he got a little bit of a backlash there uh, after you asked him about the George Floyd situation, right?
1: He did, but the point is that I should have known better than to ask Lil Wayne political questions and all that. You know what I'm saying? Lil Wayne ain't ain't about that life. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I think he fixed it a week later on his own show, Mm -hmm. the Lil Wayne, the Lil Tunchy. Yeah, and uh, and he and he said what he really meant. You know, I mean, Lil Wayne is a black guy from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He, you know, he loves his people. He's there for his people. So, Facts. you know, it's cute to start a little trending topic, but mm-hmm. you know, where his heart is at.
0: Yeah, of course, man. And I'd
1: like to ask you the same
0: question now. Like, what what do you you know what do you make of all of this going on now with the climate?
1: First of all, um, Corona Mm -hmm. ain't happened in a hundred years since the Spanish flu. It feels real weird, weird to wear a mask or stay in the house most of the time, and and that that just that I don't give a fuck who you is. That's just it's it's an emotional stress Mm -hmm. uh, that takes a toll on everybody. Um, Mm I'm from New York, the epicenter where uh 50 60 people i actually know have passed away mm-hmm. we had somebody pass away today who who passed away today jeff my friend he works with titan sports he knows khabib the boxers his father died today from covid so it's That's terrible amazing. black lives matter george floyd what's going on it's been going on a long time and mm-hmm. it just never been documented so uh it backfired on them when they put these cameras on these phones. Mm-hmm. So now we can see. And then, you know, there's white people who truly, truly didn't know this exists.
0: Mm-hmm. And I- never
1: got harassed by the cops and thought, you know, you talk, what the hell? These black people talk about again about the. And then now when they finally seen a guy literally get murdered for mm-hmm. eight minutes and 23 seconds with a knee on his um, it, it, it just felt like supremacy. And nice. um and he was in there with his hand in his pocket while he was taking his life.
0: Mm-hmm. And so many
1: cops. And it, no cop, it's the craziest shit. Mm-hmm. No cop in Minnesota ever got charged for killing somebody but one. And he nice. was a black guy who killed the white lady. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. You it can't reminds make that me up.
1: of it reminds me of uh, the Dave Chappelle show where he told the white guy in the wheelchair, handicapped, everything. He said, you want to trade with this perfectly healthy bad guy? He said, nah, I'm going to ride this white thing out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's crazy like that, man. But, you know, we got laws to fix. We got things to do. Mm -hmm. um, And we got to come together as a people because this is a powerful time.
0: Facts, man. Next is the aliens. Facts, facts. And you growing up in the Bronx, too, like – do you remember being young and experiencing racism? Like your I mean, story? Yeah.
1: It, I always say nobody, but I mean, nobody has got police harassment more than Fat Joe.
0: Nobody. Uh, how young were you?
1: Pounded, beat downs, uh, anything you could think of in the world. I beat a gun case one time. Um, Two guns I had, and I beat it simply on bias. They stopped me in front of a church and you know, when they when we went to court, they told the judge, that's Joey the drug dealer. You can't be, you gotta have probable cause. Yeah. But I watched the cops lock up my father because he didn't know English.
0: Damn. He had his
1: license and registration. The man been legit his whole not- life, a nice guy, not tough. And they stopped him, they pulled him over, and the cop kept telling him, speak English. He was like, me no speaking English, speak English. Me no and they arrested him for one night in jail because he ain't speaking. I've seen so much shit. Yeah. I got a friend, Recipes, Full Flex. The one time, he was arguing with the cops in front of my building. And in the projects, there's this big metal garbage can. Mm. I watched him turn them upside down, head first, and throw them in the garbage can. Now, is incredible shit I've seen with my eyes.
0: That's insane, You man. know, I
1: know. And then we was voiceless. So mm-hmm. what I would do, I was broke and I would tell the cops, I'm killing my lawyer. But we ain't really got a lawyer.
0: <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. So we
1: ain't got no money. They know you yeah. in the projects, you ain't got no money. Fuck out of here. You ain't got no lawyer. So yeah. that's the voiceless. So what you're seeing out there protesting mm. is the voiceless. Facts, man, facts. It is what it is.
0: Yeah, and there's so much, like, racial tension now, you know, out there, like, because of what's going on in the protests and stuff. And I want to bring this up, too, because about ten years ago, you did an interview with Vlad TV, and he had asked you about white people saying the N-word in songs and music and rappers and artists and stuff like that. Do you feel the same way about it now, ten years later, that that you did back then? Definitely
1: not. This is a very delicate situation. Question, by the way, for uh, journalism. And
0: I wanted to know too, man, like what made you want to transition from mainly focusing on music to going into the whole journalistic media and hip hop
1: route? I grew up in the Bronx, birthplace of hip hop, uh-huh. The Inventors, The Mecca, the motherland, facts. Um, and just being a kid going to the jams and Uh, breakdancing and pop, lock and rocking and writing graffiti. I'm a part of hip hop history just being a fan. I started seeing a bunch of hip hop documentaries Mm -hmm. on Netflix and all over. They were lying. They were lying about the hip hop culture, how it came about. I seen the thing that was talking about Latinos and hip hop and and, and they, they put it like Pitbull was the first Latino rapper. Like, what? these guys is like really old, right yeah, and yeah. Pitbull's my brother he's probably the biggest selling Latino rapper ever and he's mm-hmm. my brother that I love but he's not the first Latino rapper mm-hmm. just different things I kept watching on these documentaries and I was like yo people are making documentaries and about hip hop and they're make, whoever's putting it out is pr- pushing it towards their narrative mm-hmm. to make it look like they were bigger than they were and all that. And I said, you know what? I'ma start a podcast, which was the Coca uh, Coca Vision on title. Mm-hmm. And um and I started interviewing everybody from Snoop Dogg, uh, Spike Lee, whoever you name. Mm-hmm. And I rather the kids learn now and learn 20, 30 years from now. So when they have a hip hop fact mm-hmm. challenge they'd be like no 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 that's not what snoop dogg told fat joe personally mm-hmm. and that's why i got into journalism and i really really like it and yeah. now i got it with the fat joe show and i really like it i'm taking it all away i'm gonna be the dan rathers uh david letterman slash arsenio mm-hmm. hall of hip-hop I
0: bet man and like
1: what happened to Coca vision are you bringing it back or Now, what happened was uh um i just thought we i i did, you know the audience man you mm-hmm. know i wanted to do it for everybody mm-hmm. so i was doing it exclusively on title and i wanted to do it so that the whole world could see these interviews
0: Facts, man facts and honestly like with everybody you know in quarantine right now everyone's checking out the versus battle uh were you able to check out the fat versus Jadicus?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite song from each one of them?
1: <laughs> oh, my 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 favorite song for fabulous is "I'm a Movement by Myself," but I'm a force when we're together, honey. Word. I'm good all by myself, but baby, you you make me better. You make me better. That hits uh, uh, that hits the inner and soul of mine. And the one from Jada is, we gon' make it, we gon' make it, we gon' make it, we gon'
0: make it, gonna make it, nice. That's Jada, Ooh, you bitch whoa! And man, here's a tough question, here's a tough question, but I want your opinion on it. If you had to break it down to more lyrical and who has more bars, do you give it to Fab or Jada?
1: I mean, Fab is very lyrical, but you know, Jada's one of the greatest of all time. So I would, I would give. I'm not saying Jada Kiss, don't, don't. Matter of fact, I ain't got an answer because you're gonna clickbait me and all that and act like if I diss Fab, I ain't doing that shit. No, way.
0: no. I mean, I personally go with Fab, but that's me. But I do want to talk about, I do want to talk about your upbringing, man. The crazy thing is, you witnessed the birth of hip hop. You, you, you were there. You know what I mean, like. Like, you got to tell, like, I want you to tell the young kids out there, what was that like? What was the air like? What was the environment like when you first witnessed hip-hop?
1: Any type of energy you see now. DJ Khaled, fail off, come meet me here. And twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people come. The birth uh, for Eminem, the... Any type of energy Travis Scott. You see the documentary? Mm -hmm. It was all that and then some, but just not televised.
0: That's crazy. We had no
1: social media, nothing like that. So if somebody, you would be playing baseball, I would be playing softball, playing basketball around this time, six at night, seven at night, and all of a sudden you would be hearing vibrations off the wall. And they'd be like fat, 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 boy, 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 boys, fat, 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 boy, 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 boys, and like the movies you see on uh Easter, it's almost when Jesus is walking up the mountain, and people are following him like an exodus, yeah, and that's how people gravitated and stopped whatever they were doing to go towards the sounds and nice. and and it and it was something. You know, hip-hop is a natural resource Mm -hmm. made by the oppressed people. The Bronx looked like it was, it was like they dropped bombs on that shit. Mm -hmm. So basically back, back, back in the days when I was a little kid growing up, the landlords of these buildings were burning them down with people in them to collect the the insurance. Mm -hmm. And so... So you hear the term, the Bronx is burning. And um, okay. and, and it just looked like a war zone. But mm-hmm. hip-hop brought everybody together. Hip-hop made everybody happy. Hip-hop mm-hmm. made everybody forget about what was fucked up and what was going on. And then you got one of the greatest hip-hop records of all time, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, where they go, <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder how I keep them going under. Before that, it was all party, shake your ass, it'll be real. Yeah. Get it up, there, up there. so Sonic. Hawk. You know, it was all having fun. But then mm-hmm. when Melly Mel said, broken glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people in there, but they just don't care. And that's when people were like, oh, consciousness. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Called it the CNN of the streets, hip hop.
0: Nice. And you used to see Moe play basketball, right? Like,
1: man, I grew up with them. It's not like uh, it's not like I was from Compton, and they invented hip hop in East L.A. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm from the South Side of Chicago. They invented it in the North. Mm-hmm. No, I'm from the South Bronx. South, mm-hmm. South Bronx, South Bronx, South, South from the culture. From my brother used to carry uh, the record crates for Grandmaster Flash. Damn. Damn. And you know how he got paid? Oh. He never got paid with money. He got paid for the privilege of <laughs> giving out flyers to their next jam where they were charging $2 at the door. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. It was That's never crazy. In
1: well, he was doing it for the clout, I guess. He can tell <laughs> people I'm down with Grandmaster Flash. That's wild, man. I want, I want you to take us
0: back to FloJo, the music video, though. What, what was that like shooting that day? Do you remember anything about
1: it? There's a very deep story behind that. The night before was the first night I slept in my mother's house, and the police kicked down the door that night. That morning, Damn. and and they were doing a, uh, a sweep. Mm-hmm. So eventually they locked up my brothers, my uncles, my peoples, everything. So I thought, when in my mother's, I have handcuffs on, I thought I was going to jail. And they took it off me because I had quit the game as soon as I got a record deal. For two mm-hmm. years I was just rapping, I wasn't doing that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that next morning was so powerful because we shot the Flojo video. Mm -hmm. There's a scene in the video where I used my brother's graffiti jacket that they had to set Money Man, and a guy had a hoodie on, and looked the other way, you couldn't see his face, but I was representing my brother. But at that point, my brother was on the run. So Flojo is energy. I knew there was never a Spanish guy. Mm -hmm. I knew there was never, I knew there was never a Spanish guy you know, hip-hop was created by Latinos and black people. Mm-hmm. But we never had a Latino speak the urban Latino mm-hmm. uh, experience. Fact. With a season, a half moon, and 30 guys, 50 guys with him. And mm-hmm. Grand Poop in the video, and Diamond D, and Nice mm-hmm. and Smooth. And I knew it was going to hurt the game. And you guys love Flojo more than I do.
0: <laughs> really yeah man we love that
1: video and that song swiss beast calls me to this day you gotta blow joe everybody you <laughs> name you gotta like I, they think i'm flojo but i'm not flojo i'm all the way up i'm mr lean back thanks facts,
0: facts, thanks <laughs> and um another big moment too was meeting big pun for the first time and that was a hilarious story can you just give us a quick little snapshot of of, of meeting him
1: well, I stopped at the bodega in my hood where I always used to go get my Diet Pepsi. And when I came out, I had a white Lexus 400 big boy. And when I came out the store, there was four Latino dudes rapping. The other guys was all right. But then Punch said, let me go, let me go. And I looked and I said, what is the fatter Puerto Rican going to talk about? <laughs> and he just blew my mind. He was like... And just stop! Snatched the moon out the sky. He, he did the hand like that, <laughs> and blow the sun away. <sighs> me and my people playing hardball strictly hard. and that was it. I was I begged him, get in the car, please, get in the car. You gave
0: him a deal the next and day.
1: <laughs> that night he was in the studio with me. Oh shit. Okay. And he got I was ending my second album uh Jealous Ones MV and I put him on two songs that one night.
0: Mhm. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. All right, well um well I'm sure
1: big I'm
0: sure LL Cool J was, you know, a big inspiration to you too. And um Eminem was on his podcast Rock the Bells. And he said that he was standing in front of a hotel or bazaar, blasting his boom box with his demo. You pulled up with a limo. He says, you got out. Some dude said West Coast. And then you said East Coast. And you ran up on him. And um, and then he didn't do shit and like went away or whatever. Do you remember Eminem that day? Or was that a different day that he gave you the demo?
1: I met Eminem six times. Gave me his demo six times. I had a time where I was uh in a record store in... uh. In, in Detroit mm-hmm. with uh, with Steve Lobel. And we were doing like a promo tour and Steve got a picture of me and him taking a picture and little Eminem in the background, like walking behind us. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Eminem. <laughs> that's like, and I remember him performing, opening up for us at the Lyricist Lounge with the Outsiders in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So. You know, we interacted a lot. I love Eminem, bro. Mm-hmm. I him and Big him Pun artists. on a record would have been him crazy. Him huh? Him and Big Pun on a record would have been crazy. Me and Big Pun, we were nominated. Well, Big Pun was nominated for the Grammy for Still Not a Player. Mm-hmm. We waited for hours outside of Tower Records on Sunset Boulevard. When Eminem's album came out 12 midnight, we went and copped the album. Damn. And Big Pun was already Grammy nominated hmm That's a big deal. That's how much uh we love Eminem as a lyricist, as everything. And we we and, and we love him still.
0: That's crazy, man. All right,
1: last question. Last
0: question. So speaking about DJ Khaled, right? He was holding the umbrella for you on Make It Rain music video. Do you ever talk to him like proud as hell of where he is today
1: from where he first started? Every day. I cannot believe it. My little brother. He became a big success. Uh, To be proud of him is an understatement. Um, I carried the umbrella. So it was the passing of the torch. Mm -hmm. So what I was trying to do is I carried the umbrella for pun. Mm -hmm. So I asked Khaled and Make It Rain to carry the umbrella for me. I never felt less of a man when I carried the umbrella for pun. Mm-hmm. I felt like, yo, guys, he's the new. So I wanted Khaled, the king of DJs and in the street, to crown me king.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had the umbrella. It was, uh, it was never about, it was always about um, honor and respect. And Facts. I would do a video today. In fact, I'm going to do a video. DJ okay. Khaled's next video, I'm going to carry the umbrella for him. So we get that over with. I don't want nobody thinking I have my my brother carry my umbrella. Like, it it don't get down like that. We don't
0: do that. Bet. So, once again, I'm Pro to Goat with Rap TV, and this has been Quarantine Questions. Make sure y'all hit that subscribe button, notification button. Stay up to date. We're dropping interviews all the time. Make sure y'all go get that Rap TV merch at rapart.com and join our community by texting 908-341-0067. Don't forget to smash that like button. And one last time,
1: let's give it up for Joey Crack, y'all. Appreciate you. Hey, my brother. Thank you. It was an incredible interview, though. Thank you. Being, I'm a journalist. I, I'm rating journalists now. Thank you. Thank i a lot. Think I'm the, I, I think I think I'm the greatest hip hop journalist slash commentator in the game. Uh, nice. Every time I interview somebody, you learn something new about them that you never mm-hmm. heard in your life, even mm-hmm. though you know these people 20 years Mm -hmm. i get them to say some shit that we never heard Mm -hmm. and you definitely took it to the eminem the perfect hip hop talent with the umbrella the vlad interview and i avoid vlad interviews because there's he's my man Mm -hmm. we text all the time but because it's so controversial Mm -hmm. and you know i know automatically he's coming at me with the and I, you know, that's not what I'm about, man. I'm right. about peace and everything. I support does, man. He's, he's...
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. I know you're All right, My brother. God
1: bless you.
0: <laughs> you too, man. Have a good one. Peace.
1: You can quarantine the body, but you can't quarantine my soul.